You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning, and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include an Australian 13-year-old gets $20,000 from Dorito chips, and a second arrest is made in the Pat Stakes shooting. Here's your national news recap for the week of July 25th. investigation continues into a plane crash that killed at least three people Monday afternoon in Truckee, California. The FAA confirms the Bombardier CL-600 jet crashed near the Ponderosa golf course as it was attempting to land at the Truckee Tahoe Airport. Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon says they have not yet identified anyone who was on the plane. The Bombardier CL-600 jet is capable of carrying at least 14 people and two crew members. It is not known where the plane started its flight. Truckee is about 100 miles east of Sacramento. New York City is giving away money in an effort to get more people to take the coronavirus vaccine. Mayor de Blasio said that starting Friday at city-run vaccine sites, those who get their first shot will get $100. The city has administered close to 10 million coronavirus vaccine doses so far. However, officials are making a huge push to get more people vaccinated with daily case numbers and the positivity rate on the rise. A preliminary magnitude 8.2 earthquake has struck off the coast of Alaska. The quake hit at 10.15 p.m. Alaska time. It was centered about 56 miles southeast off the coast of a sparsely populated town of Perryville. It was the largest recorded earthquake since 1965. A tsunami watch had also been issued for Hawaii. There are currently no reports of injuries or damage. Oregon Governor Kate Brown is issuing an emergency declaration to help the state respond to the forecasted heat. High temperatures will be near or over 100 degrees. The declaration applies to 22 counties. It activates the state's emergency coordination center and allows state agencies to provide any assistance needed by the Office of Emergency Management. The Oregon Health Authority will also activate the State Emergency Registry of Volunteers, which includes doctors, nurses, and EMTs. A lookout for sharks continues on some Long Island beaches. Thursday morning, swimming was temporarily stopped at Robert Moses State Park due to sharks swimming too close to shore. The sightings also delayed the opening of Jones Beach State Park, while swimmers were only allowed to go knee-deep in Hempstead. Officials continue to use drones and lifeguards to locate sharks. The largest nonprofit healthcare system in Texas will require all employees and providers to get the coronavirus vaccine. Baylor Scott and White Health announced the new rule Wednesday, citing the highly contagious Delta variant. Almost all COVID Delta cases involve people who haven't gotten the inoculation. BSW workers will have to have either gotten both doses of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or a single shot of Johnson & Johnson by October 1st. The requirements also cover volunteers, vendors, students, and contract staff. 
Most Californians still believe gun control laws are effective in reducing crime and favor greater control on gun ownership. However, there's been a decline in size of those majorities since 2018. Three years ago, the Berkeley IGS poll showed voters felt that state gun laws were effective in reducing crime by 60%. It has now dropped to 56%. Views about the effectiveness of gun laws in reducing crime varies by voters' party, gender, area of residence, and household gun ownership. Democrats largely favor gun control laws compared to Republicans. The poll also found that a majority of Californians disagree with a recent federal judge ruling that the state's assault weapons ban is unconstitutional. Cal Fire says the Dixie Fire has burned more than 221,000 acres in Butte and Plumas counties. Containment remains stalled at 23%. Fire crews are working to secure containment lines along the fire's southern perimeter in the area of Bucks Lake, Mount Hu Road, and Emigrant Road. They say most of the fire's growth along the western flank is burning towards Butte Meadows. Highway 70 remains closed from east of Butte County line to State Route 89 near Quincy. First-time claims for unemployment benefits fell to 400,000 last week. That's a decline of 24,000 from the previous week's revised totals. Analysts expected to see 370,000 Americans filing for jobless claims. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News Recap. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. President Biden is expected to announce that all federal workers will be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19. If an employee chooses not to get vaccinated, they must participate in regular testing and strict mask wearing. The federal government employs more than 4 million Americans all over the world. He'll also announce that small businesses will be reimbursed for offering paid family leave to get more adults and children vaccinated. The president is also calling on states to use funds from the latest stimulus bill to offer $100 to Americans who get the COVID-19 vaccine. The Treasury Department says the payments would be available to newly vaccinated individuals to provide a, quote, extra incentive to boost vaccination rates, protect communities, and save lives. The department clarified in May that governments which receive funds could use them for vaccine incentive programs. The announcement is the latest effort from the Biden administration to motivate Americans to get the vaccine as the more contagious Delta variant continues to spread. We can't let the pandemic win, said Deputy White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre during a briefing. We listen to the science and we provide Americans the information they need to protect themselves and help end this pandemic. She was asked about the renewed mask mandate in many parts of the U.S. and said the fight against the coronavirus is about public safety. Jean-Pierre said the Biden administration will continue to be guided by science amid growing concerns about the rapid rise of the Delta variant. She also repeated pleas to unvaccinated people to get the shots as soon as possible. Jean-Pierre said the vaccines are safe, effective, free, and easy to get. The Senate is passing over $2 billion in additional funding for U.S. Capitol Police and security. The Senate voted 98 to nothing to approve the emergency measure, which also included funding for the National Guard's mission following the January 6th attack. The bill also helped fund the Special Immigrant Visa Program to relocate Afghan interpreters as the U.S. troops withdraw from the country. The measure must pass the House before being sent to President Biden for his signature. U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey is among lawmakers pushing legislation that aims to better protect journalists. 
The bill is being considered in both the Senate and the House, with Senator Rick Blumenthal of Connecticut another one of its sponsors. It's being called the Journalist Protection Act. If passed, the bill would make harming a journalist with the intent to intimidate them a federal crime. That was your political news. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. The United States of America continues to lead the 2021 Tokyo Olympics in total medals with 38. China sits in second with 31, followed by the Russian Olympic Committee with 28. Japan and China have the lead in total gold medals with 15, followed by the U.S. with 14. A 13-year-old Australian is now $20,000 richer thanks to a tortilla chip. Nine News reports Riley Stort posted a video on TikTok asking others if the puff Dorito she found in a regular bag of Dorito chips was valuable. She decided to list it on eBay after more than 4 million people saw the video and suggested it could be worth something. The eBay listing had reached several thousand dollars before it was taken down. However, Doritos offered Stort 20 grand for her boldness and her entrepreneurial spirit. England won't have to quarantine when you get there. That's according to the announcement from the UK government. The country's transport minister said the no quarantine policy begins on Monday. However, testing requirements will stay in place. That includes a test prior to departure. Olympic officials say that there doesn't appear to be a link between the Summer Games and the current explosion of COVID-19 cases in Japan. Speaking earlier today, International Olympic Committee spokesman Mark Adams said he is not aware of a single case of COVID-19 spreading from the athletes to the Tokyo population. Over 30,000 COVID tests have been taken to the Olympics so far. Only a small fraction have come back positive. A 70-year-old endangered Galapagos tortoise is turning online dating to find love. Hugo the tortoise has lived in Australian Reptile Park in Summers Bay, Australia since 1963 and is finally ready to find his soulmate. His match, Australia, was supposed to join Hugo for from Germany last year, but COVID-19 quarantine measures prevented them from meeting in person. Now, with Estrella due to join Hugo in September, caregivers have organized virtual dates to introduce the future couple in hopes the two will be in love by the time she arrives. Park representatives confirmed after their first FaceTime date the chemistry was off the chart. Germany drug maker BioNTech is going to develop a mRNA-based vaccine to prevent malaria. The company helped develop the United States' first authorized coronavirus vaccine with the New York-based drug maker Pfizer. BioNTech is aiming to begin clinical trials testing the shot by the end of next year. The World Health Organization and other health agencies have offered their support to identify and set up the necessary infractures. In 2019, at least 409,000 people died from malaria a disease caused by a parasite with a majority in Africa. A Canadian geologist has discovered fossils of the ancient sponges that may have lived some 890 million years ago. That would make them 350 million years older than the oldest undisputed sponge fossil. It's possible they represent the oldest animal fossil ever discovered on Earth. The fossils Professor Elizabeth Turner discovered resemble skeletons found in some modern sponges. Turner described the find in Wednesday's edition of the Journal Natural. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker.
And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. From Matt Gray at NJ.com, the delivery contractor stole more than 8,800 Amazon packages worth $274,000 from a warehouse in New Jersey, according to police. Akeem M. Johnson, 38 of Bridgeton, was employed by third-party contractor Globus Express and was responsible for taking pallets of packages from an Amazon warehouse in Logan Township. Amazon began investigating Johnson when a large number of packages were reported as not delivered. In all, investigators identified 8,824 Amazon packages that never made it to their destination. He was charged in June with second-degree theft and fourth-degree forgery for misuse of the access card. Johnson is scheduled to appear in court in September for a pre-indictment conference. From the 6ABC Digital staff at 6ABC.com, a second arrest has been made in the deadly shooting outside Pat's King of Stakes in South Philadelphia. The shooting happened recently around 12.55 a.m. on the 1200 block of South 9th Street. At the scene, police found 22-year-old David Padro Jr. suffering from a gunshot wound. He later died at the hospital. Police have announced the arrest of 36-year-old Jamie Frick of Newmanstown, PA, in connection with Pedro's death. Frick is being charged with murder. Frick is currently being held without bail, according to court records. SEPTA is investigating an altercation that ended with a guard punching a man at the Frankfurt station in Philadelphia. ABC6 reports it all went down recently and the guard works for a private security company. The victim was hospitalized and the guard left the scene before police got there. SEPTA police are not allowing the guard to come back to work until the investigation is complete. Restaurants across Pennsylvania are still having a hard time getting back on their feet. Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association officials say establishments are struggling to hire workers, suffering from debt incurred during the crisis and facing rising food prices and shortages. They added that operators have expressed to them that the current workforce challenge is 10 times worse than it was before the pandemic. Many have attributed the shortage to people being lazy or taking advantage of unemployment benefits, but some lawmakers say it's due to wage shortages, lack of benefits, transportation shortages, and childcare shortages. A man accused of making violent threats against Dr. Anthony Fauci remains in custody. A federal judge in Baltimore has ordered the detention of Thomas Connolly after declaring the 56-year-old is a flight risk. Connolly is charged with sending a series of emails to the infectious disease expert threatening to kill him and his family. The Baltimore Sun reports Connolly was arrested in West Virginia, but investigators are unsure of where he actually lives. From Jeff Goldman at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, Powerball drawings now held twice a week will soon expand to a third day, lottery officials announced. Beginning in August, drawings will now be held each Monday, in addition to the current Wednesday and Saturday nights. Nothing else will change. Tickets will still cost $2, and the odds and prizes remain the same. With an extra drawing each week, jackpot figures are to climb faster and perhaps will be won more often. The Powerball jackpot was hit last June the 5th when someone who bought a lucky ticket in Jacksonville, Florida, won a $285 million prize. From Chris Sheldon for NJ Advanced Media at NJ.com, 10 puppies and their mother were rescued recently from a tiny sweltering room in an Asbury Park home, authorities said. The puppies were discovered after police who were looking for a person in the same area of DeWitt and Springwood Avenues in an unrelated matter heard the cries of the newborn pups and immediately contacted the Monmouth County SPCA Humane Law Enforcement Division. The puppies and their young mom were found in a feces and urine-covered room that was 90 degrees, officials said. Investigators found that the dogs had been eating pieces of a mattress and other debris because of a lack of food and water. 
The dogs will continue to be monitored until they are medically cleared and a foster home can be found for them. Anyone who was interested in fostering them was asked to email fostering at monmouthcountyspca.org. I'm Sam Wellen, and that was your local news. Hi, I'm Meg Steckler with your Rowan News. Governor Phil Murphy and the New Jersey Department of Public Health Commissioner, Judy Persichelli, announced Wednesday that both vaccinated and unvaccinated residents wear masks indoors where there is an increased risk of transmitting COVID-19 in crowded indoor settings. As a few examples, indoor settings involving activities with close contact with others who may not be fully vaccinated, indoor settings where the vaccine status of other individuals is unknown, and where an individual is immunocompromised, or in other words, at increased risk for severe disease. Rowan decided to keep in place the existing requirements for unvaccinated individuals to wear a mask indoors at all times. As always, vaccinated individuals are welcome to wear a mask. Rowan encourages everyone to respect and support each other's decisions and share the university's commitment to a healthy community. The university also stated that they appreciate everyone's patience and support as they develop policies in response to the changes around all of us in the coming days and weeks. As they review the new recommendations and how they affect our campuses, Rowan University's priority will continue to be the health and safety of the community. They ask that students watch for guidance on the Rowan website and through the official email for the remainder of the summer and as we begin the fall semester. I'm Meg Steckler and that was your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world. The stove is hot in the world of sports, with the NBA draft and the MLB trade deadline occurring in the same week. Starting off in the NBA, the 2021 NBA draft was held at 8 p.m. in Barclays Center, located in Brooklyn, New York, on Thursday night. While I won't be able to fit every draft pick from both rounds into this segment, I'm going to try to highlight the first five draft picks along with a groundbreaking draft day trade that had the league and its fans in shock. With the first overall selection in the 2021 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons selected guard Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State University. No shock to anybody. With the second pick, the Houston Rockets selected Jalen Green, a five-star recruited guard who chose to forego college to sign with the NBA G League Ignite a developmental team affiliated with the National Basketball Association. The three, four, and five picks were owned by the Cavaliers, Raptors, and Magic in that order. The Cavaliers selected the seven-foot center out of USC, Evan Mobley, with their pick, while the Raptors shocked the world by selecting forward Scotty Barnes out of Florida State with the fourth pick over Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga. Suggs was then snatched up by the Orlando Magic with the fifth pick after an extremely mind-boggling pick by the Raptors. Aside from the first five staple draft picks, there were a plethora of draft day trades. However, the most notable transaction was agreed upon between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Washington Wizards. The Lakers agreed to send forwards Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell, the 22nd overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, and guard Contavious Caldwell-Pope in exchange for the nine-time All-Star and 2017 NBA MVP point guard Russell Westbrook. It will be interesting to see just exactly how this trade affects the 2022 NBA season with the free agency period still two days away. Moving on to Major League Baseball. 
The MLB trade deadline concluded at 4 p.m. yesterday evening, but not before two historic franchises made historic splashes in the market. Starting off with the New York Yankees, they're looking to pick up their 28th ring this season as they acquired two huge left-handed bats in the form of two-time All-Star outfielder Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers and three-time All-Star 2016 World Series champion Anthony Rizzo from the Chicago Cubs. Rizzo had been in trade rumors for weeks and was even rumored to be a Boston Red Sox after the deadline. However, the Yankees swooped him up and forced the Red Sox to acquire the 2021 first-time All-Star outfielder Kyle Schwarber. Turning things over to the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers made a league-altering move similar to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Dodgers came to an agreement with the Washington Nationals to acquire the three-time Cy Young Award winner and eight-time All-Star Max Scherzer. Accompanying Scherzer in that trade was the Nationals' young All-Star speedy shortstop Trey Turner. This trade undoubtedly makes the Dodgers the favorite to repeat as World Series champions in the MLB. Once again, my name is Danny Ryan, and that has been your news from around the sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hello, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. The International Monetary Fund is issuing a warning on inflation. The group said it could last longer than expected, and central banks may have to act. The IMF described any potential action as preemptive, However, Washington, D.C.-based group added most countries will likely see inflation go back to pre-pandemic levels next year. The forecast from the IMF came after the U.S. Consumer Price Index jumped nearly 5.5% in June. Americans have lost more than half a billion dollars to coronavirus-related fraud. That's according to the Federal Trade Commission, which puts the amount of lost money at $501 million as of last Thursday. The agency says the average person was scammed out of around $370. The staggering amount of loss comes as the FTC noted it has gotten more than 558,000 complaints since last year began. Twitter is closing its offices in San Francisco and New York immediately as new coronavirus infections are surging across the country. The shutdown comes just two weeks after the social media giant reopened the offices that had been closed since last year. Twitter says it's also holding off reopening other offices. Also on Wednesday, Google announced it's delaying staff's return to offices until October. A bipartisan infrastructure plan is moving to a formal debate after passing in the Senate. On this vote, the yeas are 67, the nays are 32. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn having voted in the affirmative. The motion upon reconsideration is agreed to. 17 Republicans joined 50 Democrats in Wednesday's vote. The bill includes $550 billion in the new federal funding that will go towards expanding broadband internet access, rebuilding the electric grid, fixing bridges, and more. Popeyes is looking to end the chicken ward started among numerous fast food restaurants in 2019 over chicken sandwiches. The company announced We Come in Peace, eight peace campaign on Tuesday to coincide with the launch of their new chicken nuggets. Popeyes is planning to donate the cash equivalent of 1 million nuggets from its competitors to the Second Harvest Food Bank of Greater New Orleans in Acadiana. The company will also match up to $25,000 that customers donate through the Popeyes Foundation website. A new survey is revealing how much money Americans believe they need to feel financially secure. Sarah Barlett has the details. 
The average number sits at just about $516,000, according to Personal Capital. The financial services company also found some Americans believe even more money is needed for their financial peace of mind. The survey revealed about 20% believe they need more than $1 million to feel at ease. I'm Sarah Bartlett, NBC News Radio. Toys are being added to the growing list of things affected by the global supply chain headache. Matt Madison has more. Toy manufacturer Mattel, maker of Barbie, Hot Wheels, Fisher-Price, and other famous brands, has announced it will raise prices in the second half of the year, just in time for the holiday shopping season. Mattel's CEO says the company is going through global supply chain shortages that include higher production and shipping costs. He added the company is offsetting these costs by raising prices for its toys. It's unclear if stores will pass on the higher price to consumers. I'm Matt Mattinson. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searle. Better Call Saul actor Bob Odenkirk is in the hospital after collapsing on set in New Mexico due to a heart-related incident. Odenkirk was rushed to a hospital Tuesday while working on the sixth and final season of the Breaking Bad spinoff. The 58-year-old has been reported to be in stable condition. The co-founder of the Grammy award-winning metal band Slipknot is dead. Rolling Stone reports Joey Jordanson died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 46. His family did not provide a cause of death, but did release a statement saying, Joey's death has left us with empty hearts and feelings of indescribable sorrow. He was the drummer for the band from the time it formed in 1995 until 2013 when he left for personal reasons. In 2016, he told fans he'd gotten sick with a neurological disease. Funeral services will be private. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's approach to personal hygiene in their home is raising some eyebrows. While speaking on Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast, the celebrity couple said they only wash vital parts of their bodies every day. Kutcher said he washes his armpits and crotch daily and nothing else ever. Meanwhile, his wife said she washes her face daily. They said they take a similar approach with their children. Kutcher said, if you see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Their names trended online all day on Tuesday because of these comments. The iconic animated children's show Arthur is ending after 25 seasons. The show's original developer, Kathy Wall, announced the findings on the Finding DW podcast with Jason Swimmer. Wall said they wrapped the show two years ago, but she noted she thinks the move was a mistake. The show is based on the Arthur Adventure book series and first hit PBS in 1996. Since then, it has had over 240 episodes. Prison Break actor Wentworth Miller is opening up about his autism diagnosis. The 49-year-old revealed that on Instagram, noting this fall will mark the one-year anniversary of his informal diagnosis. He said he is self-diagnosed before that and was later confirmed. He now said he's shifting focus to learning and evolving his understanding of autism. Miller rose to fame playing Michael Schofield in The Fox Show back in 2005. Dusty Hill of ZZ Top is dead. The band made the announcement on its Facebook page, said the bassist for the legendary rock group died at his home in Houston in his sleep at 72 years old. Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard posted on Facebook that they'll miss Hill's steadfast presence in addition to his good nature. They ended their post with, You'll be missed greatly, amigo. Dua Lipa says she is surprised and horrified that the baby used hophomic statements during his 2021 Rolling Loud performance in Miami. He was featured on her song Levitating, but she says she doesn't recognize the person she worked with. On stage, DaBaby referenced individuals with HIV, AIDS, and other sexually transmitted disease, gay men, and more. 
He later clarified his gay fans have standards, adding that he was not referring to his fan base in his rant. However, Lipa said she stands 100% with the LGBTQ community. She also called for fans to come together to fight the stigma around HIV and AIDS. Netflix is the first major Hollywood studio to enforce a mandatory vaccination requirement for all of its U.S. productions. It also impacts those who come into contact with actors on the set. Deadline says the new return-to-work protocols are agreed on by the Hollywood unions and major studios. The vaccine directive is the strongest measure Netflix can enforce under current protocols. I'm Brendan Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.